Welcome to A Sex Worker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the answer to life, the universe, and everything is sex workers. I'm your host, Parker Westwood, and today I'm bringing you a wonderfully energetic interview with Elena St. James, who is an OnlyFans model and a Midwest mom and a total badass. Um, We get to talk about Elena's recent journey into the world of OnlyFans, um, how sex work has aided in her own body acceptance journey. We give a huge fuck you to society's ageism, and we get to talk about solo parenting and how the stigma associated with sex work can make things a little isolating um, for us in sex work. Um, it's a super fun interview. Elena is just a spitfire and just so full of energy. It's wild. If I could just have an ounce of the energy that she has, uh, it would be bananas. <laughs> um, I will say that I, my dyslexia kicked in at some point and at, at some point being like right when we started the interview and I messed up Elena's name and was calling her Eliana and it's embarrassing, but I'm coming clean about it because it happened and I'm not gonna pretend it didn't. So that's a thing that happened. Um, Elena was a champ and handled it so well, didn't phase her at all. Uh, but I feel really bad and uh, just wanted to air that. <laughs> her name is Elena, not Eliana. Just fair warning, there's a couple moments where my internet gets a little wonky, uh, but it'll be the last time that happens because I finally got my own internet and I don't have to keep stealing from my neighbors. So there's that win for 2022. Uh, <laughs> things are looking up. And we're going to just take a minute to get the podcasty things out of the way. You can support this podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash sexygalaxypod. 50% of those proceeds go to the work of a network of sex workers to excite revolution or answer Detroit. We're doing a lot of really great work towards the decriminalization and destigmatization of sex workers, specifically in the Detroit area. And if you don't want to follow on Patreon and you want to give just a lump sum donation to answer, there will be a link in the show notes for that. We're doing a fundraiser right now uh, to match our first grant that we ever got. So that's rather exciting. And uh, yeah, so please donate. There's a link in the show notes. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at SexyGalaxyPod. And if you're into the Instagram thing, you can follow me at parker.westwood. I just can't handle more than one Instagram account at the moment, so you get me, uh, as well as podcast stuff. Bonus! And this podcast is brought to you by Companion Tax. Companion Tax has been doing my taxes for the last three years. Um, It was difficult for me to hand over that responsibility and control um, and trust someone else with my taxes, but they have been a pleasure to work with. They've answered all my questions and made everything really easy. So if you are a sex worker and you need someone to do your taxes or you just want someone to do your taxes, 
uh, check out Companion Tax at companiontax.com. And I believe that is all of the podcasty things that we need to go over at the moment. So let's jump into the interview with Elena St. James. All right, listeners, I am so excited today to be bringing to you um, a, a great human who I've never met and I met this morning and we're already getting along great. Um, so today I'm talking to Eliana St. James and um, yeah, and Eliana, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, um, name pronouns, if you care to share where you're located and what kind of sex work you do or have done. Sure. Well, so I'm Elena. Oh, St. sorry. James. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I'm 54. Just started in this. Ind- oh, I'm she, her. I Yeah. So I'm she, her. Um, I just started in the whole sex work line of stuff um, in April of 2021. Before then, I was very vanilla. I mean, everything from being an in-home daycare provider, but mostly in sales. I mean, my, that was, that was um, because when I had my child, I wanted to be a stay at home, but I had to pay bills and I did in-home daycare. But previous to that, um, I was in um, national sales. So I was, but again, very vanilla, you know, Toys R Us, toys and novelties, that sort of thing. Um, and then I did a stint of, I had an office job that was again, best for my kid, but made no money. And so I just started doing OnlyFans in April. And now I'm on a few different platforms and open for other possibilities and just um, open to this new life, you know, restarting at age 54. It's pretty freaking cool. 54. You do not look 54. I'm learning so much that like the fifties are going to be glorious if like you are what I have to look forward to. <laughs> it's, and it's about attitude. It's yeah. about attitude because um, you can be 40 and have an attitude that is, makes you old Yes. or you can be 54 or 57 or 50, you know, whatever, 60 and have an attitude that is, you know, vibrant. Yeah. I love it. Well, wonderful. So you're mo- you're you do mostly online content then. All all online. In all fact, online. yeah. When when I have subscribers or something that uh, obviously I, I don't meet because I'm not that type of um, sex worker, but you know, I'll just say, yeah, no, only online and I haven't even branched out into and I've thought about maybe cam um but yeah, only online. Yeah. I think that's how a lot, I, I always go through moments of thinking about maybe cam and then I'm just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, cam, I think, you know, those that do it well, do it really well. Um, I'm actually going to be talking to somebody about that, that has a little bit more inside knowledge. I think it could be good to get more. And again, we're getting more into shop, but I think it could get, you know, to help a brand or to help get more subscribers, but it's also a time commitment. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of branding, let's talk a little bit about your name. Um, how did you yeah. choose it? What was that journey like? Uh, yeah. Give us a little insight. Okay. So the name is um, my real name. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's my real name. And my address is 
Um, oh, and I'm from the Midwest. You had mentioned something about that. No, yeah. it's not my real name, obviously, um, safety, but also, you know, creating a brand and that sort of thing. Um, here's the funny thing. So when I started in this business and I first heard about this OnlyFans, and I'm talking less than a year ago, this is life-changing. And I was like, I was like, okay, what would my niche be? Like, I didn't even know there was a MILF niche. Okay. So I was just like, what would it be? Like I'm older. I, I don't have a perfect body. Well, let's see. I, I was a dominant, I mean, in a more fun kind of swirly way, not like pure dominant in a past relationship. And I was really good at that. I was really fun and it was fun for me. I'm like, okay, maybe that's my niche. My niche maybe is to be um, like a playful dom dominatrix, like a dom, right? I thought maybe that's my niche. So where this comes into play is first the name. Second, I'm still freaking Mistress Elena on Reddit, which is terrible because they won't let you change your name. Yes. It's not my niche anymore. I don't even have 10,000 karma. So sometimes I'm like, why am I even on here? You know, like I can't <laughs> yeah. even post every place. So it just seems like a pain, but so keep that in mind when I started this, even though I'm from the Midwest and, and, you know, Norwegian German background. Um, but I was like, okay. So I started looking up at the basic Parker. I was like, um, what are sexy names? Like, I was just like, cause I, I like my, my real vanilla name, yeah. but I was like, what is a sexy name? What's a sexy name? That's not like, well-known, like, so that would be unique. So I, and then I started researching what goes into a sexy name. And I learned like three syllables are considered sexier yeah. than like shorter names. So all these things. Right. And then so I, I had all like Dominique and all these kind of, and they all tended to be a little bit more dominatrixy, right? So, yeah. uh, and then I was like back and forth. Um, and then I came up with um, Elena and I was like, okay, that's good. And it's smooth and it's kind of, it's got that mood of like sophistication that would be good for a Dom. Yeah. So I did that. And then I was like, okay. Um, then I started reading how having a last name was good because it makes you like more real instead of like, you know, this, the, you know, like just a one name or something. So anyway, I started researching that. And I thought about an old boyfriend who had the middle name of St. George. And I always thought that that was super cool. Like it was his mother's maiden name. And I thought, well, that's really cool. And then I was like, oh, St. George, it just doesn't doesn't feel as good coming off the tongue now. And I've had a kid, so I've gone through a naming situation before where you analyze names for like, you know, nine months or whatever, yes. <laughs> what feels best and like, what's a good middle name and what goes best with this name. So I've been through this process before. And I, and also before when I was engaged to somebody and they had a, a last name and we were trying to have a baby. So I've been through this naming process. So it might, it's, it's just a different way of naming. So anyway, the St. James, it just was like, okay, well, I don't like St. George, but what about St. something, St. John? No, St. this. Uh, Saint, uh. And then it was like, oh, St. James. I like it. Elena St. James. And that's how it came about. So 
It has the the last name of St. James has nothing to do with Margot St. James. The like I don't even know who that is. Oh my goodness. You are gonna you're gonna lose your mind. Um so have you heard the song like St. James Infirmary? Um it's like I'll send it to you. You're gonna love it. It's great. But St. James is the last name of a avid sex worker activist of old who like recently died like earlier this year. Um, and there was like a whole memorial and everything, but yeah, oh, Mar- well, Margot James. And I love how you came upon that ki- kind of on accident and you're gonna, like you're part of a lineage with the last name St. James. That's fantastic. Yeah. Gosh, that's fantastic. Now, did you interview her? I, it sounds like, did you, somebody, I, heard, I saw some podcast with somebody in the sex work that was interviewing an older gal that's been um, a sex worker for a long time. And I would have thought that it was St. James. It would have, <laughs> would have rung a bell with me. But, <laughs> no, know. I did. I, I interviewed Carol Lee who knew Margot St. James. Um, okay. And that's then I it. also interviewed Z St. James who like, they took the last name. So in it, honor of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love wow. that. And it does sound great. Your name is very like, uh, it flows nicely and you're right. It does have that like twist of sophistication. Um, so you do, you do Dom work on OnlyFans? A tiny, tiny, but here's the catch though. So I real, so I had that and then I started getting into it and I started doing posting on Instagram and doing stuff on OnlyFans. And what I quickly realized is I wasn't Dom was not where I was going to find my success. My success was going to come in the MILF thing, which I didn't even realize was a thing. So I start researching more and I'm seeing these women with like, like flatter breasts and tummies. And, and I'm like, there's this whole category. It was like finding a candy store in, (laughs) in my neighborhood and going like, this exists or like this portal, right? It was like walking into a portal and being like, there is a world where not perfect natural boobs and mom bods are sexy. What? <laughs> and I so some of my really close friends, when I eventually started telling them, and I'm just, and even my mom, when I told her, and I'm just like, there's, they like it. They <laughs> like seeing older women with bodies that are not perfect. It's amazing. Is this too good to be true? This is insanity. Well, and let's let's correct for a minute. You are perfect. It's just not in the way society likes to tell us. Thank you. I mean, I would have been pretty damn good back in the Roman days, but no. But there, <laughs> I guess you're right. That's a good. It's good to rephrase that. the The thing is, is that I am, and I've never been more confident in my body. Have oh. I been in better shape? Well, yeah. Have I? You know, like, but. Like I'm more confident in my body now than I ever have been. Even when I was, oh my God, you know, and I remember dating this jerk, total jerk. And I was 19 or 20. And I remember him telling me, and I probably weighed 30 pounds less than I do now. Yeah, at least. Um, And I mean, I was, and I, and, you know, back in that time, I had tried to do a little modeling and I was told by an agency, well, and I think, so I was almost 5'10", and I weighed at that time, like, I don't know, a lot less. And they were like, well, if you drop 15 pounds, and I was oh. just like, 
15 pounds. I, how would I even do that? Like, I don't even, I, I would be ill. Yeah. So, but I remember this asshole, sorry, can I swear on here? Oh, please swear. Okay. <laughs> so this asshole and he was manipulative, terrible guy, but he, I remember him saying, you look better with clothes on than you look naked. <gasps> I was 19 or 20 screwed me up, man. Oh my that God. Screwed, you know, that's a psychological screw and the funny you know jokes on him i'm 54 and people pay to see my naked body so well totally that's uh, one of the things i love about sex work is that you find out that there really is something for everyone and everything we've ever been told about like what makes us quote unquote unattractive is just bullshit yes yeah Look, it's you know it's liberating it is it is liberating you know, when I told my mom about this, my mom's real conservative. I think, you know, Laura's, and I think she's probably right. You know, family Laura, she was a virgin at 29 um, when she married my dad, her first marriage. And I told her about all of this. And she, you know, I, I think if I wasn't making money, it wouldn't be as fun <laughs> for her. Right. You know, like <laughs> if I wasn't making more money than I've ever made before, I don't think she would have been as supportive of this. But yeah. when I told like that combined with, and then she was like, because she had always told me you disappear when you're 50, you disappear when you're 40 to men, like you disappear, like you just as a woman. Right. Mm. So this has turned that, um, upside down. But when I told her and she was like, she was giggling. She's like, I just can't believe people pay guys pay to see you. And she's like, I mean, you're attractive, but come on. And I'm like, <laughs> I know it's great. Flip and, it upside down. Yeah. Yes. And she goes, do you think they'd want to see um, an 83 year old with one boob? And I'm like, cause she's a uh, mastectomy and, yeah. and she's laughing about it. And I'm like, you know what, mom, there's probably a market for that, but I don't have time to manage your career. So, uh but I'm like, there probably is a market for that. You would get subscribers. I mean, she, totally. she, I mean, she's not even, she doesn't wear makeup. I mean, you know, the only reason she doesn't have a mustache bless her hat. And by the way, nobody's going to hear this from my family. So, but the only reason she doesn't have a mustache is because it's gone gray. You know, it's like, she doesn't, she's very Midwest natural. Yes. Doesn't care. So, but I'm like, but I still, she would get subscribers, you know, she's probably not going to be top 1%, but Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, I love. And that kind of leads us into um, questions about your family, but I'm going to save that for a little bit. We'll come back to your, your family. Um, Cause I really want to know, like, how did you find OnlyFans? How did this, like, you had a pretty vanilla life leading up to this point. How did you find it? And when did you decide to take the leap? Well, that would be again, like last year, March, uh, I think I first saw, and it was an article and I will give her credit, um, to, and I have actually had a little bit of conversation with her and she's great. Mrs. Poindexter. Um, oh, she yeah. had the article like on, you know, people magazine and about her having trouble with her kids in their school and that sort of thing. And and I thought, well, she's freaking adorable. You know, she is, and she's adorable and she's funny and she's, you know, but I thought, but I got it. She's making that much money. If I could have a little piece of that and she's not having to do it in person. And, you know, like she sets her boundaries, like all these things. Like I started and I thought, 
God, this sounds too good to be true. I mean, this is like at the end of February, I was making, I was in a job that I didn't love with a boss that clearly was not enamored with me for whatever reason. I'm not going to get into that, but it was very vanilla. It was very boring. It was very uninspiring. It was very much a drudge every day because I was taking care of my kid and it was the best for him because it was in town. It was close to a school. I could feel good about that. It was regular hours. Uh, I had spent a year selling cars and that was insane and terrible for him, you know? So when you're, I'm a solo mom, like I had him through sperm bank, like sperm donor, like I'm really by myself. So, um, and it was a choice and it was the best choice in my life. However, with that comes a lot of responsibility that, um, that you don't have if you're co-parenting. So I, yeah. So, um, and I, that's a whole nother conversation, but I encourage women, if you can figure it out, because there are some advantages <laughs> to being a sole parent. But anyway, I had seen this thing on Mrs. Poindexter. I think I'd seen something about somebody else too. And I was like, this is really a thing, but it seemed like too good to be true. So I started researching all these YouTube videos and I was like, this is really a thing. And I don't, I don't have to like physically be intimate with anyone because I've in my own personal life, I'm pretty conservative. You know, like I'm one of those, like, I have to have feelings for you before we have sex. I really do. And it's only gotten more so since I've gotten older. Like I just, you know, I might've been a little bit more loose around the edges back in my twenties, but I sure as hell am not anymore. Plus I don't have time to do that kind of stuff. And I have a kid a hundred percent of the time. So, um, so I was just like, God, this is something I could do from home and take sexy pictures. Well, I like taking sexy pictures. I mm-hmm. used to do that in my twenties. I was, you know, I dabbled with modeling, but always very vanilla. And um, so I was like, I researched and I heavily researched and I realized it was a thing. And I realized people were really making money. And I was like, okay, well, and some people weren't showing their face. So I, that's how I started not showing my face. And then I didn't have any, I mean, because I didn't even have sexy clothes. I didn't even have sexy lingerie. Like that was just something that wasn't part of my vernacular in my world. I didn't really even have sexy, you know, dresses. Like, um, so, you know, I just had like some Calvin Klein, nice ones to go to a restaurant or to go to a, um, wedding or something. So anyway, I, so I'm looking at all this and I'm like, I can't believe this is a thing. And I signed up and I researched, research, research. And then I was like, well, I have to push this myself. Like I wasn't even on, I had an Instagram for my dog. That was the only <laughs> thing that I, when she was a puppy, I had an Instagram for my dog. Like I had no idea about Instagram, like Instagram. Oh, yeah. All I knew is I was part of like this dog breed group. That's it. Right. So I got rid of that, got rid of that. Um, soon after got rid of um, my personal Facebook. So like online, I'm only, I'm all business. My online presence is it. And I think it's, for me, it makes me feel a little bit better just because early on when I did have a Facebook, every once in a while, something would pop up and it'd be like, do you want to do this from this? And I was like, no, I don't want to combine. I don't want to combine my contacts or my Facebook with my Instagram. So I had no presence in the beginning of April. Um, I went live on OnlyFans late, late, late March. I went two weeks in, but I had seen all these um, 
all these YouTube videos about how these women got on and then they were, they had like $2,000 in their first week. And like when I didn't even have one subscriber in my first week, I was like, oh, well, Hmm. I'll keep trying. But, Uh and then I realized like, you have to have some, you know, they're they're not just going to find you. You have to find them and bring them in. And then I started doing Instagram, like in early April ish, I got my first two subscribers on April 4th. They were a 28 year old and a 29 year old. And that was huge. I will always remember them because that was huge. And I mined them for information. I was not showing my face, by the way, still was yeah. not showing my face on Instagram. I was not showing it on OnlyFans. And they kind of worked with me to make me feel more comfortable to show off my body because I wasn't showing my tits either. Like I wasn't showing anything. I was just showing a lingerie because I thought, oh, that's what I can get away with. Well, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, they wanted a little bit more than that. And then, um, by the end of April, I had 10,000, I had started showing my face like mid April. And, um, by the end of, by the end of April, I had 10,000 fans on Instagram and, um, and I don't know how many fans I had on only fans, but I know that I almost made what I made at my office job. I almost made that same amount for a month's work for a month's work on OnlyFans, and that's when I knew this could be something. By month two, I had made almost double what I made at my forty an hour, forty plus hour um, chain to a desk. I had almost made double, and I knew that there was money being left on the table because I was filming content, videos, photos on all my off time. And I always felt like, God, when I'm at work, I'm just, I'm losing so much money that I could be making on making content, being on my page, working my page, working my social media. So yeah, it was a pretty easy thing when my boss wasn't, was um, criticizing some, something that I did. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I didn't get any, you know, like, obviously when you're only fans, you're a, you're self-employed. But at my old job, I didn't have any benefits either. So I was like, well, you know, I'm sitting there listening, going, and this is everybody's dream, right? When you're working for for somebody where you don't feel appreciated or valued. And then your dream is someday, I'm just going to say, yep. And I was able to do that. It was the best feeling because I could feel myself just going, "Mm -hmm. yeah, no, we're about done here. We're done. After, after almost three years of just this shit, we're done. And this is going to be beautiful. And it was, <laughs> it was uh, everything that I could have hoped for resigning a, an unsatisfying job. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. how I, that's how I started, you know, like I had 10,000 fans on Instagram by the end of April and then it just kind of kept growing and I just kept looking at what was working and learning, you know, learning about these, it's like, okay, well, I don't even know how to talk dirty. I don't know how to do a video of me masturbating. I don't know how to do this, you know, like, and then, you know, seeing what worked and what they wanted and, you know, doing more research on YouTube, like, you know, to talk dirtier and stuff. You know, the funny thing is (laughs) I think about guys that I've dated in the last few years. And I remember guys that'd be like, send me a picture, send me a picture. And I'd always be like, I'm not going to send you a dirty picture. I'm not going to send you, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to send you a topless. Cause I was always like, why am I going to do that? 
I just take me out for a freaking date. We'll see what happens, you know, but these guys would be like, send me a picture. And, and I would never do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very conservative in my, you know, normal day-to-day life. Um, but, and conservative, just more like, I don't, just don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a party. I'm 54, you know, like there's parts of me that's very young, but there's parts of me that's like, I've done all that. Yeah. I've done the partying. I've done the bar hopping. I've done it. I, I really yeah. don't need it. Like, it's not that fun for me, like once in a while, but especially, yeah. well, with, you know, it's not necessary to have a full life to do those things, you know, like, no, or you do it when at some other time, like, you know, yeah. you can, you can have it all. It's just, you don't have to have it all at one, one time, because, you know, the one thing that we have in our lives, it's, that's the most precious is our time exactly, and where we allocate our time. Absolutely. Which is a fantastic segue into our next oh, little God. segment, which I'd like to call a day in the life of Eliana or Eliana St. James. I, Elena. Elena. Yeah. Sorry. I, keep I know. <laughs> I know it's tough. Once you, once you have a name pronounced in your brain though, it is hard to like, it to, is to Which move is- that. It's only this morning after you sent me that email, it switched the pronunciation in my head. I don't know what happened. (laughs) It's all right. It's okay. So, um, yeah. So the day in the life, I'm a mom first, like first and foremost, that's my priority. That is always how my life, my life revolves around what is best for my kiddo. That's it. That being said, my days are very, very long. They're very, a, a, you know, um, I'm trying to find the balance because I always feel like I have to hustle so that I don't lose ground. Um, especially since the stupid, um, only fans announcement I've, you know, I've gone to different platforms and I'm trying to hustle those. I'm trying to hustle the, the social media. Um, I am part of some telegram groups. So sometimes I get caught in watching the drama unfold, especially with the younger girls, you know, that's, it's a lot of drama sometimes on telegram, but, um, so I'm always trying to figure out like, how do I get, how do I get my message out? How, how do I do it? But like, you know, if it's a weekday in the morning, the first thing is get the kid ready for school, you know, lunches. I mean, like yesterday, my sexy thing when I had guys talking about that they were edging at home to my pictures. I was married today. Oh, I am going to jack off to you. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's great. You just jack off to me. That is awesome. What I'm doing is really not as fun as that. I am putting up Christmas lights and I'm cleaning and I'm doing a whole bunch of laundry. So um, and I'm making sandwiches for the week. <laughs> I mean, I'm being a mom, you know? And yeah. so, but a lot of times like today, probably when we get off the phone, I'll probably take some photos. Um, there's a lot, um, you know, there's a lot of like editing too. So like when my kids at school, I try to do content or I do reach outs like this, or I do an Instagram live. Um, but there's a lot of just scheduling posts and, um, there's a lot of, um, looking at photos that I've done and just, you know, cropping and just the processing of those photos. Um, there's answering messages, there's planning content. Hell, there's shopping for clothes, you know, yeah. for my slutty clothes. There's that's a thing, you know, like, and but 
or lights, you know, I'm always trying to find the best lighting. Your lighting is really good, by the way. I'm going to have to ask you about that later because also I'm not seeing any um, glare on your glasses. Oh, that's, that's face positioning. There it is. Okay. That's just face. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's always tough when I'm taking photos and the and my guys, yeah, my guys love me with glasses. In fact, I just ordered some exactly like this. And I'm going to pop out the lenses and I'm going to take pictures that way. Cause I'm like, I'm done. I'm so done seeing these green, like Circles, yes. of craziness. And it's also like, I struggle with that too, because it's, it's just one other thing you have to worry about when positioning your body. And we're going to talk about like poses and things later when we talk about photo shoots, but it's, yeah. it's just another thing to think about when you already have so much on your mind. Right. Exactly. Like, like sucking in my gut. So that is because <laughs> I do a little bit, you know, like okay. they're just yeah. aesthetically, yeah. right. Aesthetically, um, they might like the mom bod, but sometimes I don't like how it looks in pictures if I'm not, you know, sitting up straight, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so that's what I do, you know, and, and I'm like on and off, like I'll be concentrated on taking photos. Maybe I usually will do photos Sometimes I try to do a little bit of like a JOI or a little pussy play in between with the outfit that I'm wearing. You know, now I've gotten enough content that um, because there's attrition in this business that I'm not, I don't feel the pressure to have as much, um, you know, as much masturbation, pussy play, blah, blah, blah um, content, because a lot of it it's still good. Like, you know, I think of some of my squirting videos, I'm like, that's really good. I don't, you know, to redo that. I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty gold standard. So, and again, you know, like usually if guys are like, Oh, I'd like to see more squirting. Well, let's see. Have you seen all all of them that I've done already? And I look, Nope, you haven't. So here's what I've got. Right. I mean, it's not like it's from 10 years ago. I'm not reusing, you know, super old content. It's still within the last six months. Yeah. I also think people love to see the progression. Like I, I like to see when people like that people have older content, even if it's just six months ago, because you learn so much in six months about like positioning, lighting, camera angles. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're really right about that. Cause you know, I look at some of my earlier stuff and it's pretty raw, but then I also had like an older camera or an older phone. So it wasn't as clear. Damn. This one is (laughs) really (laughs) clear. I'm like, damn it. I have a pimple on my ass. And that really shows. (laughs) Uh, There's always a little pitfall with getting better equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's my day, you know, like if it's a school day, then I just have to think, well, and at this time I got to get ready because I, you know, got to be ready to go pick him up from school. And then, then it's the, you know, talking about afterwards of school and, and then it's dinner time because I got a big kid and he wants to eat. And, you know, he's, he's not a kid that's like, oh, I'll just have a, you know, snack. No, like, he's like, he thinks about dinner right after school. Like, what are we having for dinner? Oh, Jesus. I haven't even thought about that. I mean, it's like mom stuff. Right. And then it's mostly messages and more editing of photos and stuff at night. And, you know, sadly, and it's not even good. I don't recommend this, but like I'm checking messages. Last thing I do at night, you know, I'm in bed and I'm checking messages, just seeing what's going on with my page. 
And then I go to bed. And then one of the first things I do is just kind of check to see what's going on in the morning when I wake up. So it's, it really is a full-time job and I'm struggling with getting balanced because there's right now in, and especially since that announcement, there has not been as much balance as I would like there to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like a little fear of instability to like make you push yourself a little harder. And it's, yeah, it's not, we also in, in our society, we glorify the grind. And I think that there's something, there's a lot to be said about finding that work-life balance. And it's really hard in this industry um, because there's yeah, so many, you feel like you're, you're losing ground. And especially because I'm not making the kind of money I was making in July and August. No, nobody really is exactly, you know, nobody is and nobody wants to say it and nobody wants to really, you know, they kind of talk about it, but nobody's really being out there. Um, and I think that they should be, because it's like, yeah, girl, <laughs> there are not the subscribers there were in July and August. They just, they're not there. Yeah. And maybe some of them are on Fansly or other platforms, but I'm telling you, you know, and OnlyFans is not going to get easier. They are not going to get easier on us. No, no, especially with the like the uh, payment services, like the credit card companies and stuff, not wanting to process those payments. Um, It's it's making it really difficult for people on those platforms. Yeah, it is. It is. So that's the day in my life is just trying to figure out where I can have a little bit more balance where you know, I just have more time to be present instead of being stuck on my phone. And yeah. Well, I love hearing that you're doing so well. Do you take all your own photos? We were going to talk about photos a little bit. Yeah, I do. And it sucks. No, it doesn't really suck. (laughs) No, it's hard, but it's hard. You know, it's like, it's really hard. And I use my forward facing camera. Now somebody just complained on a TikTok. They were like, you really need to figure out how to like flip your camera. And then I was like, Oh, is there a way to do that? So then I did some research and I realized that there is a way because I was wearing a team Jersey on one of my TikToks, and it was reversed. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, there is a way you can do this, but I didn't know because I'm not that technologically savvy, but yeah, I take all my own pictures, do all my editing. I take all my videos. And I'll tell you, sometimes when you're trying to make a, a dick, a, a dildo, look like a dick and do a POV and try to get the angle right. And, you know, I'm like on my knees or whatever. And I'm like working the, and I'm like, oh, okay. Does that look that it's not, oh, it's so tough. Like if I had somebody like what, I guess on a dolly or something, you know, doing around and sometimes guys will be like, oh, I just wish you had that angle of like underneath you and on top. And I'm like, I'm only one person (laughs) just here with my phone doing the best I can I don't have a crew just doing doing the most with what you've got do you did you have a photography background at all or have you just been learning as you go along I'm learning as I go along and I mean again I did a little bit of you know fun um modeling stuff when I was younger with photographers nobody like professional really but um you know, but I, I also was like, I worked, did some modeling gigs for a local um, beer distributor back in my twenties too. So I was kind of used to, I'd go out and do promotions. So I was used to doing, you know, my pose and smiling and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I had some of that in me. Um, 
but no, it's just really, it's learned as, I mean, especially some of the, like the more outrageous photos. I've actually had guys that are like, you should do more photos like this. And they'll send me pictures of other models or oftentimes they're porn stars. Right. And then I'm like, Jesus, I don't know if I can do that. Like I've tried and I have, and I've incorporated some of those things. Like, you know, you're laying on the side and your legs are up and like open. I remember like looking and analyzing these photos and making stick figure drawings of these photos going like, (laughs) okay. So then I put my leg up like this and then, but my point is here. And I'm like, and then God, there's some, and, and I give all the credit in the world to these models that can do this. They can arch their butt up so high. I oh, can't yeah. do that. Like I hurt my back and like, there's somewhere there, there's a, this one pose where they must like have their knees on a chair or a sofa. And then their hands are on the floor and then their butts up in the air. And then they're like looking up. And I tried to recreate that. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is in like, I might hurt myself. Yeah. The, the way that some, some folks are just contortionists is just, I'm always just like, you do you, you're amazing. I love it. I wish I could do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Like Sometimes I'm literally like my body will not do that. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's an age thing or if it's just, yeah, Cirque du Soleil. I'm like, I'm not, if I can do that, I should be in Vegas doing Cirque du Soleil. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, yeah, there are some people who like used to train to be in the circus or like, who are just naturally <laughs> extra flexible. And I'm just like, that's right. great. I'm not going to compare myself to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. posing, posing for like porn or like sexy photos and things is so different from posing for like promo photos. Yes. Well, yeah. So when, okay. So when I'm doing that, um, I'll usually be, I know in my head, these are going to be Instagram. Yes. These might be Twitter and these are only fans and fansly or those type of platforms. Like I usually go in a progression, like, you know, like I do the nice ones and I go, okay, no nipples showing, no see-through because that's what you really have to be careful with um, Instagram right now. You know, girls spend a lot of time getting freaked out about, you know, oh, but well, censorship or whatever. It's like, it's not a government. Instagram is a private company. If they decide that if they decide they don't want you to see toes, guess what? They can decide that they're not going to let anyone show their toes. Yep. Their house, their rules. And it's fucked. Like it is fucked up because they are so big. Um, But yeah, right now that's what we've got to operate with. Yeah. And then you go to Twitter and show your toes, you know, or your tits. (laughs) But then there's, you know, then there's also the kind of rule of the thumb just as a business that, and I do show my tits on Twitter, but, you know, there's also the thought pattern of when you show too much, then do you, do you lose some subs because they've already seen it? you know, and I don't know because I've just, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. So maybe, maybe it's more appealing when you show less. Yeah. I think one of the things I've come around to is that like, I'm going to lose subs to pretty much like, like anything I do. If I'm, if I'm not staying on this like super vanilla track and like really safe, um, if I show my personality at all, there's going to be someone who's like, not into that. And that's cool. Cause there's so many other people that they can follow. Um, and like, that's, that's what niches are for. Like I've, I've got 
a bunch of people who are into the weird stuff that I want to post. And that's what I like about sex work is like, yeah, there's a certain amount of like worrying about how my followers are going to um, react to some of my content. But most of the time I'm just like, I like it. So if I like it, y'all should like it. <laughs> right. Okay. So that is a really funny thing. So when you get to a certain level of success, you can make those choices. I call them, and it, and it, what it's funny, it reminds me of when you hear like a celebrity do a passion project. Right. Yeah. So sometimes we create things that we know it's commercial and it's going to be, you know, they're going to love it because, oh yeah, I'll put on the goddamn stockings. Yeah. Checks all the boxes. In the ass. I'm going to put it on the garter belt. I'm going to put on this because they love it. Yeah. Okay. Like, do I choose in my normal life to wear garters and Fuck stockings? No. Fuck no. <laughs> I hate them. They're a pain in the ass. They take so long to put on. Oh my they God. take so long to put on. And then you try to put the little button in there and it doesn't stick or it breaks or oh it doesn't God. stay or it comes undone. It runs. There's the nothing. Yes. There's nothing fun about thigh high stockings other than guys like them. And I, okay, I've got to oblige sometimes. And they are hot. You know? They are hot. They, and they look beautiful. I yeah. love my photos with my thigh high stockings. I have long legs. It looks fantastic, yes. but they're a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> you know, so you just have to, um, I don't know, where was I going with that? Oh, passion projects. So sometimes though you go, I'm going to take some just for me, or especially the video. And I'm thinking about one video in particular that I did that I'm going to release in for Christmas. It is so wacky. It is so bizarre that, um, that I, um, I'm going to, I don't, I don't know how it'll sell. I have this cute, like little, like shiny kind of Mrs. Claw, you know, Christmas, sexy Christmas thing that has like a little hood and stuff. And it reminded me of what a sexy Mrs. Claus would wear. And then for some reason I had this idea that what if Mrs. Claus, you know, like was kind of a slut. And so I did this whole thing and I call it in my mind, it's called like Mrs. Claus elf cam show. And so basically- it's, I have, and the trailer, I just, the whole scenario is that it's the, it's the second Mrs. Claus. First Mrs. Claus died. Second Mrs. Claus. I mean, this is again, passion project. Nobody asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of my it. guys ask for this, but they're going to get it. <laughs> and so Mrs. Claus is sitting there and she's like, oh, it's so wonderful to have you all here. And you got me a present. And so she's the second Mrs. Claus. She's Claus's second wife. It's Christmas. He's out delivering toys. She's at home with the elves and they're all gathered around and they're, they've given the new Mrs. Claus a gift. And of course she's, you know, slightly younger than old Mrs. Claus, whatever Mm -hmm. she's mean. They give me a gift and it's this clear, um, dildo. And I pull it out and I'm like, well, <laughs> isn't this something? What? You want me to use it? Really? 
the old Mrs. Claus used to do this. And like <laughs> this whole scenario that Mrs. Claus used to masturbate in front of them. And they all would do masturbate together when Mr. When Santa Claus was delivering toys and it was like a tradition. So they convinced me of this. And, um, and oh my I do, gosh. So then I masturbate and I'm like, okay, well, let's all do this. So like, I'm innocently like, all right. And they whip out in my little scenario, they whip out their dicks and they are, you know, old men, you know, they're elves. So they're yeah. grown ups, but they have giant dicks and, <laughs> and they, we all masturbate together. And that becomes, that's apparently was a tradition with the, they tell me that was a tradition with the old Mrs. Claus. I don't know. I don't know. If I believe that. But. I absolutely love the way your brain works. Like, <laughs> I love that this was not requested. You're, you just came up with it and you're just like, this is what they're going to get. And it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's just so wacky, but it made me laugh. Oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> I do want to loop around to talk about your family a little bit because we talked sure. about your mom and I fuck, I'm already in love with your mom. Um, yeah. she sounds like a badass and I love her. Um, so yeah, like, did you, were you really upfront with your family when you started? Uh, yeah. Now, so right now I have the advantage Parker that my family knows that I am different. You know, like I have traveled the world by myself at different times. You know, I bought my own house by myself. Like, you know, I've, I went through this infertility journey, um, ended up using, you know, sperm bank to have a kid on my own. So like, I've, I'm already a rebel. Yeah. You know, I'm already rebellious. I'm already super the family. Yeah. Nobody else is doing this in the family. It's me. So that they're not that surprised about. are they happy about it? No. I mean, I, quite honestly, I have one sister that, um, you know, I think she's, she's um, resentful. I think both of them probably are quite honestly, it's not easy. Cause I just had Thanksgiving and nobody ever asked about my success. Even you'd think they could, they could be happy for my success social media wise. Like I get that the sex thing is probably a thing, but I got to say, it's a little heartbreaking. It really sucks how unsupportive the rest of my family is. And my mom doesn't really want to know. So even though her first reaction is fine and stuff, I also don't tell her everything. She thinks that it's like Playboy, classic Playboy. I show my boobs. That's all she needs to know. I think if she knew that I was masturbating on camera, you know, like that might be a different thought. Yeah. Uh, she's, but she doesn't, she's 83. She doesn't need to know anything more than that. If she does, then I'd be like, well, I'm making more money than I ever did before. And then it would all come back to that. And she'd be, she just, you know, she doesn't want to know. Yeah. But my sisters, um, not so great. I mean, I mentioned that I had a TikTok that was at, um, 8 million, over 8 million views Ooh. and it was fucking, it was fucking crickets. That was during Thanksgiving. It hurt. It really actually, that one hurt my feelings. Cause I was like, Nobody ever asked me how I'm doing. Nobody ever at like, even when the OnlyFans announcement, I mean, that was devastating for so many of us. Um, Like they never asked me about my business Mm -hmm. at all. And I understand the OnlyFans part of it. Like I get that part of it, you know, but it would be nice if like, you know, even if they're, when they're not around their husbands, they'd be like, so how are things going? They have no interest, zero, even a TikTok. 
you can't get more family friendly than freaking TikTok. It's yeah. right. And they didn't say anything. There wasn't even, it was like, I think I just said I have a mil- 8 million views on one of my TikToks. I think I just said that, but did I say it? Maybe I thought it because there's no reaction at all. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that, that I thought that was, and then I was like, okay, I just don't, I'm just not going to talk about anything. Yeah. And I don't, you know, talk about the kid. That's it. Yep. There's really, there's nothing else to talk about, you know? So I, you know, I just, my strategy is to be busy when I have to be in those environments doing other things. And I just kind of stay quiet, you know, there's, so there's like an active resentment, uh, you know, I'm sure there's judgment, but yeah, no, they're not supportive. I have friends that are way more supportive, Good. you know, but still they don't really ask questions either. You know, it's, it's awkward. You know, my friends, I've gotten a lot of friends in the community you know, they come and go though, because there's always drama with girls in this. So it's, so I guess the bottom line, Parker is it's an isolating, it's kind of an isolating, um, work. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can find somebody and you can hit it off and it's, and it's fun because they get it, but it's kind of, it reminds me too. And same with like dating, like that's a whole nother thing that I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could date somebody outside of the industry, but then I'm not going to necessarily, there's not many people in the industry and I'm straight and you know, it's, it's right. just, and then I've tried and, um, that's a couple times that has been not gone. Well, one guy was like, Oh, I, are you on Instagram? I, I follow you. And I'm like, wow, you know? So I was like, and then, but then he didn't even carpe diem. Like, yeah, I'm actually talking to you. You're cute. Like, let's talk nothing. And, you know, he was wow. just like, wow, that's really cool. Who knows what the motivation, but you know, I had another guy that was like, definitely somebody I was interested in found out what I did, asked me questions and then just got creepy about it. Never heard from him again. So it, it's an isolating business. There's a lot of good things, but there's a lot of, um, isolation, but then, you know what, my family wasn't that supportive of anything I did. So (laughs) it's not, it's not necessarily the sex work. It just takes it to another level that it's sex work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I I'm also the black sheep of my family. And, um, I think my family has similarly to yours, just taken up the practice of like, not talking about things that they either don't want to know about or be they, um, that they don't understand and they'll like, let me bring it up. Um, but yeah, they don't ask questions and it does feel really lonely and it feels, it feels like you can't talk about it. Um, and dating, um, don't even get me started on dating. It's just like, (laughs) like you said, it's just like hard to find people who, who see sex work as work and like, don't get fucking weird about it because they, they do like people, especially men tend to get like really weird about, um, dating a sex. Yeah. Worker. And I'm solo. So like, I'm not even, you know, the thing is I haven't been with anybody in a really long time except mm-hmm. my best friends, my dildos. And, um, you know, but it's like, sometimes it's all you need. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's all you got sometimes. Um, definitely less problematic in in some ways, but, um, yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's weird. And I'm not sure because now 
hell, now I get notified when somebody sees me on a dating app. I just got one um, from Instagram. They're like, hey, are you, you're probably not, but there's somebody that's saying that they're you on OkCupid. And I'm like, please report them. I am not on OkCupid. Whoa. So yeah, so that's, you know, with fame. And I'm like, okay, now again, I'm not famous, but I'm famous enough that I have that stuff. And I, it really gives me insight to people that are truly celebrities. And some of the, when they, when you see that they only date people that are other celebrities, I understand it now. Totally, I get it. I get, I get when they do passion projects that aren't commercialized. I understand why they do that because it's a creative outlet. So now I get that. And now I understand the dating thing of when you see these beautiful women and they don't date. I get it. I get it because like, I'm just like this little mosquito celebrity. And even I'm seeing the ramifications of that. Yeah. Yeah. Notoriety has, has its ramifications for sure. Yeah. So I think it's easier for girls that are already married. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of girls that are lucky to have not only a man that they can film with, but that they can also go through the ebbs and flows and somebody that's invested in their success. Yeah. That actually, you know, wants them to be successful because it benefits them obviously. Um, And that they can talk about you know, the struggles or, you know, some of the ups and downs and celebrate the ups, you know, like, um, you know, I have my kiddo, he knows that I'm a model and I kind of took the Mrs. Poindexter route. Like her kids know she's a model, a sexy model on, on, um, online. And my kid knows that too. Yeah. He doesn't know the full extent, but I do did ask him a couple of weeks ago. And I said, you know, because he's 12, he identifies as straight and, um, straight male. Um, and I said, well, what about you? What if, what if you met a girl and she did this, um, what I do for a living, like, would you have any problems with that? And he's like, well, it would be her job. So no, why would I care? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just want to hug him. Right. I want to hug you. That's such good parenting. At that, I mean, you know, I'm, he's been raised by a strong woman and he has not had a dad. Yeah. But there are some advantages to that. And, you know, hopefully that will continue now, you know, he's getting close to me, you know, I'm unhip and, um, Mm -hmm. and and there's a lot of shaking of the head and walking away of, of my unhipness, right. which then I remind him, I have a TikTok that has over 8 million views. I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> sound like somebody that's super unhip. Well, I mean, if he's 12, you're always going to be unhip and oh, goes out I of am. it, you know? <laughs> I am. Oh my God. Wait till. So, so he's like, these guys, these guys that are your fans, they're like simps. And I'm like, how do you know that word? <laughs> and he goes, it's a gamer word, mom. It's a gamer word. And then I, I checked with a friend of mine who has a gamer kid and they're all like, oh yeah, that's a, and, and I'm like, it is. you know, and so we went into like, what does that mean? And I'm just like, and then he was surprised. Cause he's like, well, I've voted for some Minecraft thing, like 200 times I'm spamming. And I'm like, don't spam. People hate spam. He goes, you know what spamming is? And I'm like, 
I have an online business. My own <laughs> business is online. I know what spamming is. You know what spamming is? Oh my is? God. To be 12 again and think that you are the only person that knows everything. Like, oh, oh, oh he does, but he does just ask him because he will say, like, if I say something, he goes, I know, I know. But then I have nieces that are 11, same thing. I know, I know, I know. Oh my God. It's wild. It's so wild. I know. I know. Ah! <laughs> it, it is. Okay. It's crazy. I got one more question for you, and then we're going to jump into some rapid fire questions. Oh boy. What do you want the greater public to understand about sex workers or sex work as a whole? Uh, well, you know, I, this is redundant because a lot of, I've seen a lot of people um, on different and heard a lot of people on podcasts. It is work. It's a lot of work. It is not one hour a day. It yeah. is a lot of work because it's not just taking a few pictures. And again, now I sound like Kim Kardashian because I I've seen her quote where she's like, it's a lot of work. It's very time consuming. You know, it's, it does take a lot of time, but she's right. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Like it's not just about taking a few pictures throughout your day and posting them. Although sometimes those are really well received, but it's about the only way we can get out there is social networking. And it's going, you know, it's going on Twitter, going on Instagram when you're not feeling that great. And I don't always look freaking fantastic. And I don't always feel like taking pictures of myself. Yes. You know, it just doesn't always happen. And finding these cute little clothes and, you know, cause you need to vary it up or the backgrounds and all that stuff. It's not automatic. Like it actually does take time, you know? So I, and we're creating something we are, there's a reason we're called creators. We are creating something. Yes. And the ones that are the most successful typically are people that take a lot of time. I mean, there are people that I'm, I see, I have, they have content that I am shocked at that, that it does well. Um, you know, doesn't seem to take a whole lot of time, but you know, they're probably working it from other angles. The bottom line is it's a creative venture. We are selling a brand. I know I, I hone my brand every day of what that means, what it is, the words that are associated. I'm working on a website right now, as you probably know, Yeah. you know, and, and really deep diving into what am I doing? But, you know, it takes energy too. Like when I do lives or I podcast, I love doing podcasts. I love doing lives, but it's an energy thing that, you know, there's a high when you're doing it. That reminds me of like rock stars, how they love doing it, but then they get off stage and then they kind of collapse Yeah, because it's like, there's so much output of energy, you know, being on. So I would hope that they understand that we're entertainers that the big takeaway is I wish that the public at large would know that sex work is work, you know, and it, regardless of what you're doing, like I couldn't be a stripper. Damn. I look at some of the, and that's like, that's exhausting. I'm exhausted yeah. when I watch, you know, I don't go to strip clubs, but like when I see what they do and I'm just like, that's amazing. It's, it's amazing. And yeah, I think I, as you were as you were recapping, um, I think what came to me was a quote from Dolly Parton, whom I love to pieces. And oh, she said, too. it takes a lot of money to look, look this cheap. And I think yes. for us, it's like, it takes a lot of work to make it look this easy. 
Yes, that is so good. And you know, another quote of hers that I love, and she is one of my favorites, right? Um, But one of my, one of my favorites from her is um, don't, uh, don't get too busy building a life that you don't live it. Oh, something like that. God, I love her so much. <laughs> She's so fucking smart. You know, the other, there was another one and it gives me chills on TikTok. I saw there's somebody that does a lot of her quotes. Yeah. And then they recreate it. It's, she's brilliant. She's like a makeup artist. And there's one that she's just like, and they told me like, Dolly, you got to change your image. You got to change your image. And she said, not only am I not going to change my image, I'm going to make a fortune from it. Fuck yes. I love her. Yes. There's, have you listened to, and this is a complete aside before we do rapid fire. Um, yeah. but Dolly Parton's America, the podcast, like, mini- yes, have you yes. listened to it? Yes, I have. She's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, be- like, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, I'll be linking that in the show notes because everyone needs to watch it. It's or listen to it. It's so good. She's the treasure. Like I, two, two of, and she really, I was a huge fan of hers. I have a picture when I was like 12 or 13 dressed up as her. Ah, so I have, I have been a lifelong fan of hers, her and Cher. Yes. Oh my God. Queens. Yes. Queens. I mean, just you want to, you want to really emulate staying power, smart, yeah. Staying power. Like they are very different, but yet they're both bad. By the way, you mentioned I was a badass before, and I appreciate that because um <laughs> because I was so I was talking to another model and she's like a top, top model. She's freaking amazing. And she's young though, because you know, I get sometimes I talk to these models, they're much younger than me, and yeah. I kind of bring them off the ledge sometimes when they're upset about stuff, just because you know, I'm kind of like a mom like age or energy. And I was talking to her and she was just like, we were talking about like publicity and that sort of thing. And she goes, well, you know, I have a publicist, a PR agency. And she's like, Google me. And then I was like, okay. And then I, and then I was like, damn, should I Google myself? Should I? And I'm like, Google probably is pretty safe. I shouldn't see all kinds of leaked content, which I'm sure there is. And I just don't want to know. Cause like, what's the point? Exactly. Um, like there's just, you know, it's actually, it's free publicity, whatever. Yes. So I looked myself up and then I saw somebody had responded to a Newsweek article I was in um, at the end of October. And somebody was like, and it was, I just, I retweeted it. It was um, like something about uh, Elena St. James is a badass or something. And I was like, yes. I, I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> it was label X dot media. Elena St. James is a badass. Yes. And I was sitting there wearing my yoga clothes, which is what I'm doing now. I just dropped my kid off for school, you know, and I was like, okay, you got this, you got that. And I was like, I'm a badass. (laughs) Badass. It was the best thing. And I would like retweeted. I was just like, I'm a badass. Yeah, you are. 54-year-old Midwest mom. Yeah, but badass. Like, that is badass. Like, you are kicking ass and taking names and, like, staying true to yourself and taking care of your family. Yeah, showing off my cellulite. You got it, Yeah, show off your cellulite. We all got it. (laughs) All right. I'm ready for rapid rapid fire. fire. My cat just scampered away, so it's perfect time for it. Okay. Pancakes or waffles? 
See, I'm a mom. So my first uh, um, pancakes, but it's because I have to make them. <laughs> Fair. So see, that's in my mind, it's like, which is less, which do I make more? Which is less of a pain in the ass? Pancakes. Pancakes, 100%. Salty or sweet? Oh, both. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I like when it's both. It's got to be both. It's so good. I like both. Yeah. All right. Polaroids or film? Oh, film. Polaroids. I have old Polaroids. They're, they, they fade. They fade. Yeah. What is your favorite place you've ever been? Venice. Venice, Italy. I got a lover there too. It was awesome. Like I went back, like he found me when I was on a trip with my mom um, and I was 34 and we went to Italy together and he went up to her and again, I'm 34 and he went up to her and he's like, I would like to take your daughter, um, for a, a cafe or a cappuccino or something. Cause he had been waiting on us at this Murano glass place. Wow. And my mom's like, well, yeah, sure. You can ask her, <laughs> you know? And so he did. And then I did. And then I went, I, so I went and met with him and it was just freaking romantic as hell. He was really hot Roberto. And, um, he showed me all around Venice and, um, and then I went back about two months later and I spent a week with him and he showed me all around and we just Island hopped and Dolomite it's yeah, for a reason. It's one of my favorite, it's my favorite place, but that's Venice, Italy. I freaking love it. Yeah. That sounds absolutely magical. Oh yeah. Um, what is a book from your mandatory reading list? Uh, the first one that comes to my brain, um, is when God was a woman and it was, it's about the patriarchy and it's about matriarchal societies back, um, uh, way back, you know, obviously in the Sumerian times before Christianity. And it makes sense because when you think about it, women were the creators before Mm -hmm. they understood where sperm came into play a woman is goddess. Like she is God. She is giving birth. She is the creator, right? So when God was a woman, but then second to that, one of my favorite, like for a fun fictional historical, I always love strong women. And I love strong women in history that has some like historical fiction. Margaret George is a, um, a Wisconsin writer, but she's known worldwide. She wrote a book called Cleopatra memoirs of Cleopatra fucking phenomenal like it's from her point of view yes Cleopatra and as a woman in power and a woman with Anthony and Caesar and her whole thing it was just compelling it was really it's big it's a big book but yeah really compelling so so those are my first one just that and I haven't read that in probably 30 years but memoirs of Cleopatra but those are two that stuck with me Fantastic. Um, I, what is a song, an album or a musical artist that you've been obsessed with lately? Oh, lately, Mm -hmm. lately. I mean, I know who it's originally, it's always going to be Elvis, but, and then the Beatles right now, they have a new documentary that I've got to watch on Disney plus called let it be. That's always that they're classic right now. Who am I obsessed with? Um, I'm maybe a little bit like, like Lizzo. I kind of, I like her style. I like her style, even though I did just see, she doesn't want to be identified as, um, 
always the body positivity chick, but yeah. I love her style as a, you know, that, and I, I don't necessarily love Drake's music, but I kind of like him because I like that he can self-depreciate a little bit and he's got a sense of humor. And when I was on, I was being asked somebody else's question on some other format and it was a hip hop format, which was insane to me. They <laughs> wanted to talk to me, but they did. But I guess now that I know that I'm badass. Um, and, and I was like, yeah. And then they said, well, well Drake likes older women. I was like, oh, really? Well, <laughs> I like him even more. <laughs> Hello. I love that. Um, what is your secret talent? Well, I don't know if how secret it is. I'm really good at um, blowjobs, but um, but the other thing, I'm my secret. I'm at, I'm and I'm going to make a YouTube video about this. I'm going to. Um, I make the best popcorn. <gasps> I love popcorn, and it's healthy. <laughs> I make the best. Like seriously, like my kids' friends, they want my popcorn when I, they come over for sleepovers or whatever. Oh, I'm coming over. We're having popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Love popcorn. Um, okay, finish this sentence. Good sex is meaningful. Ooh. Yeah. Good sex is meaningful. It's connected. I love yeah. that. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, um, I think I'd want to fly. I would think I would want to fly. I, yeah. That's perfect. That's great. And what is something simple that brings you joy? Oh, I love this because see this, I have like a, a live that I've been starting to do and I want to do a, my own podcast on like guilty pleasures or, and things like this. Yeah. Um, what is a one that it's, it's different foods and drink. Um, but you know, it's, this is hokey, but it's true. Freaking sunsets yes. and the moon and, and watching where the moon is and how big it is and what kind of, and knowing that other people in the world, when I look at the moon, when I take my dog out for a walk or whatever, and I see, I look up and I think this moon is shining all over the world. Like there are other people all over the world that can see the same moon that I am, whether they're in Greece or, you know, Antarctica and obviously at different times. And I'm not going to get into the, well, it's daytime there. So, you know, Elena, they can't see that. Um, but, you know, that's kind of that we are small yeah, and we're all on this little planet you know like if you saw did you see like when William Shatner came down from going to outer space yes mm -hmm. his his profound gratitude at the magnitude of being up there and coming down like that's that's what I kind of feel when I look at the stars and the moon and it's like it's all we're all just here for a little bit yeah but we're all connected and it's it would be better if we all remembered that yeah it would. I really love that. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts to close out the podcast. That is yeah. the last question. And this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. I don't think you understood how long you were going to be on here. You certainly didn't have to pull anything <laughs> out of me. <laughs> this was fantastic. It was so easy. I love talking to you. Let's, um, let's sign off by saying goodbye to the listeners and then I'll goodbye, stop. Goodbye listeners. Quick. 
Goodbye, listeners. Adieu. <laughs> Bonsoir. Um, yeah, no, that's, see, that was my 12-year-old coming out at me. Because sometimes I'm just like, can you just talk like a normal person? Can you just not act weird? Please, just. I love it. Give me the I know, weird. Like, I want all the weird. Uh, well, good. You should meet him. Because like half the time he's talking like Mario. <laughs> like he's some, And then sometimes he talks like he's English. Or sometimes he just, he just talks cringe, Uh huh. you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or I'm just like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. So anyway, but yeah. And you know what your view, your viewers, uh, your listeners can, um, definitely check out my Twitter, Elena St. James, my, um, Instagram, Elena St. James. I have five of them because I have backups, even though they say you're not supposed to call them backups, but I do because so much of our sexy girls get eliminated. They get deleted. So I thought, well, if I can have five accounts, I'll have five accounts. And if one gets eliminated, then I'll just work the other one. Um, and I'm glad I have that, but Elena St. James. And then I'm Elena underscore St. James on TikTok. Or you just go to my website, which I'm working on. But right now you'll see a landing page with all my stuff, but it's Elena St. James. And you can find all my stuff. That's so perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for being on. And listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks, listeners. Bye. Bye. Do y'all see what I mean when I say I could use an ounce of Elena's energy? She is just constantly in motion and it is, it is something to marvel at for sure. Um, I wanted to say we mentioned Dolly Parton and Cher um, as like people with, with staying power. And I just, I like, as I was listening to this, I just want to shout out to Elvira Because Elvira has been constantly someone I look up to um, and has now come out as queer. And I I love her. And I'm just going to do a shout out because I can because I have a podcast. So there. I also would like to touch on the Instagram thing. We we touched on briefly. um, But as I was editing, I was like, oh, fuck, I wish we would have dove into that just a smidge more. Um, Because Instagram is a private company. And... Um, they're not a government agency, but that does not necessarily mean that their censorship is not, uh, just as heinous. Like, yeah, we have to navigate the fact that they won't let us show tits, but what, what we didn't mention and what was burning inside of me to be mentioned while I was editing is that the algorithms on Instagram that, that edit, that censor, um, our, our materials, censor our nipples, like all these things. In, in the interview, it was it was made to sound pretty universal, but the deal is what's coming to light more and more is that um, Black, Indigenous, trans, queer communities, um, all these marginalized communities are being censored more than like white cishet communities. So that is an issue. Um, it's not just that like we, if we play by their rules, like we're we're all equally on the same footing, like not showing nipples. That is not the case. Um, People are being deplatformed because their sheer existence goes against the status quo. So I just want to throw that into the world because it is important that people understand these things. um, And I couldn't finish editing without saying it. So there it is. 
So thank you to Elena St. James for being on the show. Thank you to all of you for listening. This is the last episode of 2021. So as we move out of 2021 and into 2022, I just want to say thank you for being here and supporting the show. Thank you for continuing to show up in all of the things that are so hard. I don't know what your life looks like, but um, the last two years have been an absolute clusterfuck. And if you're doing literally anything, you're doing a great job. So thank you for showing up. Um, we got to take this one step at a time, baby. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop getting sappy before I start crying on air, which I could edit out, but I wouldn't, so there. And now I'm a poet. Um, time for, (laughs) we're just gonna move into space fact. Um, so here's a space fact. Just because of what just came out of my mouth, I'm just gonna steal a rule, a galaxy rule from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, we learned in in the Hitchhiker's Guide that there are few things in the universe worse than bad poetry. So, uh, sorry about that. But we also learned that there are few things in the universe better than a solid cup of tea. So my wish for you in the new year is to have a solid cup of tea. Many, many motherfuckers. Yeah.